In this episode, we'll speak with Amelia Ma about her journey with CMS. So thank you, Amelia, for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. Awesome, it's great to have you as a guest. So I looked through your LinkedIn profile so I could find the questions which would provide the most valuable answers for any of yours listening. And between 2018 and 2020, you've listed employer presentation promotion, vacation scheme student, brand ambassador, opening even, uh, evening guest speaker and future trainee solicitor as some of the experiences you've had with CMS. So could you give us an idea of the actual culture of CMS and how your opinions on the firm have changed from the employer presentation promotion in 2018 to becoming a future trainee solicitor in 2020? Yeah, great question because culture is very, very important when you're deciding on which firms to apply to and whether you know you even want to spend time applying to a firm and then whether you enjoy being at the firm. So I'm glad you've asked. I'd like to caveat a few things. Everything is based on my own view. I'm not being paid by anybody or CMS to say all this stuff. But also my experiences are based on the 2019 Academy which was obviously running last year pre-pandemic. And back then, it, back then, as in, you know, it's only one year ago, um, <laughs> but it was a three-week program. I did move online this year, but I did spend obviously a lot of time with the firm from being a brand ambassador, then going on to the academy and then becoming a future trainee. So I'm still hoping to be able to give you a good insight based on my experiences of the culture there. So I really do believe that CMS is a firm that really is what it says on the tin, it really is everything that it claims to be online and things that you might have heard. For example, it is very inclusive and very diverse. It does recruit a really wide variety of people from different backgrounds. Just to give you an example, on the Academy last year, so when we spend the first week in London, about half of the Academy participants are actually non-law students. So that's quite common in England where people do a non-law degree first and then switch over to do the VDL and then go into law that way. So in Scotland, it's less common. Most people just do their undergrad LLB. But of course, we also have the accelerated law degree. So people who have other degrees can do an accelerated law course. So yeah, we get people who have done law as, as their undergrad, those who haven't. But even besides so non-law students, there's also people from a really, really wide variety of backgrounds and walks of life. For example, I met some people that had studied in the UK before and then gone away and studied at Harvard or people who had studied, you know, a variety of different topics, geography, history are quite common ones, and then people switch into law after that. So it's really a wide mix of people, and it just goes to show how diverse the culture is at CMS, because you can really have such interesting conversations with the people you meet, whether that be different experiences or experiences that you can share in common, and everybody's story is so different. But in addition to that, CMS has been, uh, won and been commended and nominated for many, many diversity and inclusion of reward, awards. Sorry. So you don't do what you do for the awards uh, and sort of recognition. But obviously it's nice that a firm that you are quite interested in is getting recognition. So for example, CMS was recognized by the Times as a top 50 employer for women in 2020 annual report and that actually makes it the fifth consecutive year that CMS has made it on the annual list. So it's good to see that it's especially now that more diversity and inclusion schemes are picking up. This is something that CMS have been very passionate about for a very long time already. Another key point I guess about CMS is that it's a very collaborative and supportive environment. So you might have heard you know key things about CMS is very you know, inclusive but it's also very supportive and collaborative. There's a lot of teamwork and I think that also comes with the nature of the firm because you're working for quite a large firm with large teams so you will be doing a lot of teamwork as you would imagine but you're equally given a lot of responsibility early on and um, so you get a lot of responsibility but also a lot of support and with the open plan offices it makes it really easy to just ask for help you know you've got somebody beside you or somebody in front of you and it's much easier to get support this way rather than the more traditional structure that you would find in law firms where 
partners are in their own offices and you kind of have to knock on the door and be a bit sheepish and be like oh hi sorry uh can I get some help and whatnot so it's much nicer and it's, it's much more collaborative and when you know everything is kind of out in the open but in terms of my opinion of the firm changing I don't think my opinion of the firm has changed much in terms of you know from the brand ambassador in 2018 to now to next year I think it is everything that it says it is to be and you know within the last couple of years that I've been watching the firm and been involved with it they have grown so they've added a few new offices since I became brand ambassador so it's nice to see that the firm has such big visions for the future and that it's constantly progressing and I'm actually really excited to join next year for my training contract. Yeah, it sounds like you've had a fantastic experience with CMS. And just to bring it back to your first ever experience, just on a personal level, how did it feel, you know, having this experience in a law firm, maybe for the first time or one of your first times? It's definitely a very surreal experience, especially because brand ambassadors tend to be in kind of their second or third year. So you tend to be fairly young and quite early in your legal career. So to have that sort of experience so early on is very good for yourself, but also to kind of add onto your CV, but also making your connections. And then it's different because when you are on the other side, so obviously you have all the students that are attending law fairs and all these events, but you're on the inside and it's, you see everything a little bit differently. Um, you really get to know the firm a bit more and you get to know the legal industry much better as well because you're sort of on the inside. Fantastic. And when you're deciding which law firm you want to work for as a solicitor, I think practice area should be an important factor in any decision. So for anyone interested in working for CMS, which areas of law do you think the law firm is well known for? Oh, sure. Yeah, so you're right. You have to think a lot about your sort of practical considerations. So think about your location and then size of firm, size of teams. After that, then you should consider sort of your practice areas and sectors. I will say that there's a lot of self-reflection involved before you apply to any firms, though, CMS included in all of them. And you kind of need to think about what sort of law you're interested in full stop. At CMS, it's a full service corporate and commercial. But then you obviously get different firms that have a little bit of corporate and then a little bit of private client, a little bit of like conveyancing and things like that. So if you're not too sure, it's better to go with a firm that covers a few more different areas rather than being just corporate and commercial but this having said that I think for if you are definitely sure that you're interested in the corporate and commercial sphere then CMS is a very very good all-rounder in my opinion so CMS is organized into eight main sectors and that's just the way the firm is kind of structured so it's got consumer products energy and utilities financial institutions and services hotels and leisure infrastructure and project finance real estate and construction and then TMT which is tech media and telecommunication so then within these eight sectors you then have your different practice areas and departments so when I think when you ask the question of what I consider CMS is well known for I think it's quite well known for being quite a good all-rounder because it covers all of the main commercial and corporate sectors. I also think that rankings are quite a good indication of what they're well known for, I guess. So I like to use the Legal 500 and Chambers and Partners. So they're both quite good to just kind of gauge and they give you little summaries of the firms as well. So since you and I are both based in Scotland, I just had a quick look at the CMS rankings in Scotland and there are many practice areas that are highly ranked, which should give you an indication of kind of the quality of work there and what CMS is quite well known for. So just for example, then the legal uh, 500 tier one rankings for CMS include, you know, corporate commercial, financial fraud, commercial litigation, banking and finance, investment funds, energy, and that's oil and gas and non-oil and gas projects, public sector health, intellectual property, IT, telecoms, transport. Then there's also a wide variety of tier two rankings. So employment, pensions, construction, environment, planning, property litigation are all on there. So when I think when we think about what CMS is well known for, 
I think that's demonstrated that it's quite a good all-rounder just by the sheer number of rankings, uh, tier one, two, three, and four sectors that CMS is ranked for. But I think more important, rather than thinking about what it's well-known for, it's kind of what you would enjoy. So there's no point a firm being very, very highly ranked in particular sectors, but then you having no interest in those sectors, you just wouldn't really fit well with the firm. I'll give you an example then. For me, I've always enjoyed litigation. So when I went to the academy last year, I was placed in the commercial litigation department, which is ranked tier one. And I was really, really blown away by the quality of litigation there. And in general, it's very good all rounder. And it's really good to have such a wide variety. So it means that if you aren't sure what you want to specialize in later down the line, you know, when you're an associate and so on, within the training contract, there's a wide variety of seats that you can choose from. So, um, yeah, it's really a, a firm that you get a lot of choice and a lot of variety. And it's quite well known for, I think, quite a lot of its sectors. Yeah, I think those are some good points. And you raised uh, the sectors that CMS operates in. Did you have any idea of which sector you were interested in at the start? Uh, has this developed over time? And do you, do you know where you want to work now? I'm very interested in litigation. So this was even before I went to CMS in general. I was quite interested in litigation quite early on, um, even when it's first year university. And the way Scotland does its litigation is different from how England does its litigation. So in Scotland, you tend to be a jack of all trades. When we say we're in commercial litigation, it contains a wide variety of different, so you could be litigating all lots of different commercial topics, whereas other firms, and I think even in England, they structure it slightly differently. So they'll have maybe IP litigation and, and project litigation and stuff and things like that. So I think it also depends on whether you like transactional work. So that would be, you'd, you'd fit much better into sort of banking finance where it's all transactional work than obviously if you're in a contentious seat. So I think it just depends on what you like, but I would definitely try, um, you know, if you're in your training contract, get transactional seats and contentious seats just for a, a wider experience. Yeah, and you spoke about uh, CMS Academy, which is a vacation scheme offered by CMS. So could you tell me a little bit about your experience uh, with CMS Academy uh, and just a little bit about the programme as well, generally, please? Yeah, so like we kind of said at the start, so I did the Academy last year pre-pandemic, so obviously a lot has changed over the course of 12 months, but I'm happy to share about kind of what I did. So the way the Academy is usually structured is that it's made of three weeks. The first week is called a Business of Law Week, and that's based in the London office. And then you meet everybody from all the different regional offices, and you spend one week together. And it's not quite law, it's called Business of Law, but it's not legally based. It's a lot more getting you into the business world in general, getting you into the industry. But also, like I said, CMS recognized that you know, half of the academy participants are non-lawyers, so non-law students. So that's why it's not super legally focused. It's more on general industry and breaking into the business industry. So you do a lot of like unique tasks and things. And it, because it's so unique, this one week that you do in London usually, is one of the reasons I was originally interested in CMS. So there are a wide variety of activities, tasks and assessments. Some of my favorite ones included client visits, a simulation exercise, presentations, group work, and you can do a lot of like games like team building and character building games. There's a little bit like dancing and singing like there's just a, a really wide variety of things that you do within this first week and it's really good because you get to meet everybody from all the different offices so I still keep in touch with a lot of my colleagues that are in the Bristol office or the Sheffield office in London so it's good that team has pulled you together for this first week then the second and third weeks are your traditional internship that you would pick in your regional office so I was based in Edinburgh like I said I was based in the commercial litigation department which is under the LAIE section which stands for litigation arbitration 
in insurance and employment. So I was placed there for a couple of weeks. I had a trainee buddy, but then also a supervisor who was a partner. And then from speaking to sort of your peers and connections this year, the academy was run virtually. So instead of three weeks, it became a four-day virtual internship. And it was based on the first business of law week. And they were still able to run all the really cool exercises. So the client visits, we just did the virtual client visit simulation exercises. They all managed to do that remotely as well. And then they still had presentations. So I think it's still a very unique experience that you get at CMS. And the academy is so different from any other vacation scheme that I think firms are offering and are still offering even in light of the pandemic. So it'll be interesting to see how the CMS Academy would run next year, whether it can be sort of a mix of both. But that's kind of a quick summary of what it was last year and what it is this year. And yes, there's lots of networking opportunities. So for example, like the client visit, but also networking with people in the different offices, different colleagues. And then you, we meet a lot of people. So they brought it sort of uh, general counsels in and in-house lawyers. So it was a really, really good opportunity to network. Lots of corporate social responsibility dinners and parties and socials. I think CMS is known for being a very social firm. So again, lots of opportunities to meet people and connect with them. Yeah, great. And I think the one week business and law program that you do at the start is quite a unique and interesting opportunity for anybody. But just to bring it back to the you know start of any scheme is the application process. And it's quite an intimidating process for, I think, a lot of students. So could you delve into each stage of the CMS uh, Academy application process and any advice you have for students along the way? Um, sure, so it's definitely a long process and I think a lot more firms are using this same sort of four-step structure for vacation schemes. It's the same process for brand ambassador and first step, so just to cover all kind of grounds, it's, it's all very similar. So the very first stage of a CMS application is the online application. The first part is very simple, your details, education, your grades, work experience, and then there are some questions for you to answer at the end. So these questions change every year, but they're usually either about yourself the firm, and then something commercial awareness related. So one of each or some combination of those. And if you're doing the online application, you should really start as early as you can, because even before you start filling in these questions, you need to have done a sufficient amount of research on CMS or whichever firm you're applying to. And that takes a lot of time. So I know, you know, I say this in a lot of the webinars or any articles I'm writing that you have to start early. And again, I think it's also talking about quality over quantity. So don't apply to every firm that you see it because you won't have time to research every single firm, especially with all the firms having their deadlines at the same time. So that's either end of December, start of January. And if you have exams and things, don't just send out applications on the fly. It's much better to have more focused ones that are really, really well researched. So after the second stage, they will screen your application. And if they think your application is quite good, they will put you through to the next stage, which is the online test. So at the moment, CMS is using the Watson Glazer test, which is just an English language based one. I have done interviews for other firms where there's a, a sort of an English linguistic section, then a situational judgment math or some combination of critical thinking tests but cms are only using the watson glazer test it's pretty scary it's not the most pleasant experience i don't think any form of online testing is pleasant definitely don't start doing the tests right away you should it'll freak you out and you'll just be really lost and i think you can become a bit deflated that way the way you should do it is to start looking at overviews of the test, look at guides that give you tips on how to answer the questions first. And you can always ask around and say, ask people, what did they struggle with? And how did they overcome those particular struggles? And learn from other people's mistakes 
or, or you know learn from other people's successes it's like learning the techniques and all the sort of tips of how to answer questions specifically and even time management is a big one because the Watson Glazer test is really really quick and you do have to be really on the ball and it's made up of five different sections you know once you've had a go at all the sections then you can try and do the mock test and then after these ones you'll get a lot of feedback so you should work on you know particular sections that you're weaker in some of them are multiple choice it will say probably true true false and so on and other ones are deductions so what is the most likely conclusion and stuff like that so there's like five different sections in that but yeah and then after that you should try and get as many practice tests in as you can you don't get a lot of time between being assigned a test and having to do the test so yeah it's a quite busy few days prepping for that after the online test, there's the video interview and then the assessment centers is the last stage, which there are a lot of kind of crossover features. Generically, you, you'll think about commercial awareness as everything in video interview and your assessment center. But obviously, you have all done a lot of firm research. You need to know a lot about CMS because you'll be asked to elaborate on some of the questions that you wrote about in the video interview. And what I like to do is to match up a particular skill with a particular experience before the video interview. So I write them on flashcards. So for example, if you have some sort of sports, let's say you're team captain of a sports team or something, and you're training, so this would be your experience. And then the skill that you gain from it, let's say team management or organization or communication. So then when you're in the video interview, and the question pops up or someone reads the question, for example, please name a time when you showed effective team management skills. Then you could think, okay, I've got this one in bag. And then you, you know that you're going to start talking about your coaching experience. And it just makes it a lot easier than trying to do it off the fly. It takes out a lot of stress because obviously people are already stressed and nervous when they're in the video interview. So that's just my top tip for doing that. So pop your things on flashcards. Obviously you don't take your flashcards with you to the assessment center. So you have to have a bit more stuff memorized and prepared before you go to the assessment centre. But the assessment centre is the final stage, so congrats uh, if you get to that. It's a very long process and especially if you're doing lots of rounds as well, it can be a bit draining. But it's usually made up of a variety of exercises. So when I was at the CMS one, they did kind of case study, written exercise, interview. There was also a networking session, there was a presentation for your own one and for the group work. It's like a half day kind of thing. Sometimes you can't prepare for these. So for example, like the case study, you can't prepare for it because you don't know what the case study is going to be. The only thing that you can prepare for is have a lot of commercial awareness because having commercial awareness meant that I was able to answer the questions that the case study was asking me, even though I didn't know the exact topic of the case study. But also you need to know a lot about the firm because it was asking you to sort of advise clients or something. If you don't know how the firm does that or what kind of sectors the firm specializes in, you're not going to be able to you know, write this down in the case study. But yeah, so make sure you know a lot about sort of the commercial awareness, being aware of business trends, the sectors in the firm, and even any notable recent transactions that you're able to discuss. You know, is there any big deals going on at the moment? But I think people stress a lot at the assessment center because it's the last stage and they're, they're like really close to getting a vacation scheme and they start to stress it a little bit more. I think the assessment center, you can chill, chill, I use that word loosely, but I think you need to relax a little bit because the assessment center is a chance for the firm to see whether you fit in. So, you know, whether you fit into the culture of the firm, so you should really let your personality out, you know, be enthusiastic, smile a lot because you don't want to go into assessment center and everyone's just, you know, exactly the same. The firm don't want kind of carbon copies of each other, of, you know, you and all the other candidates, even if you are, all look similar on paper. So you might all have a law degree and you might all have, you know, experience and different things. So the only thing that would differentiate you from the other people in your assessment center is your personality and whether you fit into the culture of the firm there. But yeah, so I mean, that was a lot of information that I squeezed into a few minutes, but I'm sure you guys know, and if those that are 
sort of listening at the moment. I'm running C3 Law and there's all four sections of the application processes. Um, there's a lot more sort of detailed tips. And if you want to revisit any of my tips, so you can check them out on my website as well. Um, it's updated, but just let me know if you guys have any other questions in the meantime. Yeah, definitely. And I think the, the key principle you've outlined in your answer is preparation. But just, uh, you know, say you get the actual uh, CMS Academy placement, what benefits can somebody expect from actually engaging in this process? So I think there's a lot of benefits with CMS. So I think you have to think a little bit ahead, though, because if you're wanting to look for a training contract at CMS, the main route to a training contract is through the academy. So you've got to think a bit ahead. They don't really recruit a lot of trainees externally, sometimes just one or two if, if there's like kind of space and things. But if you think you've got to think a little bit further ahead. So academy is definitely your starting point. Or if you're the year below, then first steps is your starting point. But yeah, I think the culture is one of the main benefits of CMS. It is a very attractive culture because obviously they're doing very high quality work and you're getting a lot of responsibility as even as trainees, but there's also a lot of support and you know, you don't want to spend that time on a firm you don't click well with. So culture is, you know, a really important factor that you need to consider. So I do really love the quality of the work that you get at CMS. And again, that's another one that's top benefits with being such a highly ranked firm and, you know, being global, having so many different offices and covering all the commercial and corporate sectors. So, you know, for example, CMS clients include Amazon, GSK, Unilever, BlackRock, so you know that the kind of work they're doing is really, really high quality. But what this also means is with such a wide variety, but also high quality work, is you know that you'll get a really good training contract because it means there's a lot of variety in the seat choices. So although you only get four seats, there's like lots of options to choose from. And again, another key selling point of CMS is they're really well known for their secondments. So for one, um, so your seats, you can either go to another UK office. So a lot of people like to go like down to London if you're not based in the London office, or you can go to one of CMS offices internationally, or you can go to a CMS client and go in-house. So I've spoken to colleagues and they've gone to Nestle or Goldman Sachs for one of their seats. And that's been really interesting for them. So it means that the work that you'll be doing over the course of your two-year training contract is very varied and you're constantly challenged in your different environments. I think another really key thing about what I like about CMS and one of its benefits is it does a lot of corporate social responsibility. There are a lot of CSR and pro bono initiatives that CMS run. I think all the trainees and or actually I think anybody in the firm is encouraged to do around 50 hours of pro bono or CSR a year. And for example, when I was at Academy last year, we were sort of coming together to think of ideas to raise money for Alzheimer's. We had a social dinner and then um, everyone was kind of presenting their different ideas and talking about how you could develop and how you could raise money and raise awareness. So lots of initiatives like that that are running at CMS. And if they don't have one that you like, they openly advocate that you suggest a new initiative or new charities and, you know, we constantly add to that. Yeah, I'm sure you kind of guess it's also a very social firm. There's lots of events, social ones, and also professional ones. A lot of professional networking. There are lots of CPD, so professional development sessions as well. So even when I was in the office for two weeks at CMS last year for the academy, like once a week there was like a new CPD session that you could attend. So I was in litigation, so we talk about any new cases that had come up and how that would affect judgments and things like that, or any changes that were upcoming. So it's good to see that the firm is constantly developing. And it's constantly looking forward and supporting you to become the best lawyer because they know that, you know, that's how you become an effective team player and, you know, contribute well to the firm as a whole. But I think also if, you know, if you're sitting on the fence and you're not sure whether you want to apply to the academy or not, I would definitely recommend it. There are a lot of benefits, you know, it's really good career progression as well. The trainee retention rate is 
usually pretty high as well. And I think there's a lot of benefits that the scheme brings and obviously then developing into the training contract. The early talent team, so the graduate recruitment team are also very supportive and always just kind of one email or one Skype message away to help you out. So yeah, I think overall, I think culture is a big thing, the type of work, the quality of work, the client and the type of training that you'll get both in the academy and as, as a whole in the training contracts are really good points about CMS. Yeah, and I think a lot of students uh, in the application process may not know what CMS actually looks for uh, in, in an applicant. So what sort of traits, abilities and experiences do you think CMS really you know, values in applicants? So that's one of the things that you have to research a lot about when you're carrying out your firm research, you know, what kind of candidates does the firm want? Uh, luckily, they're all actually listed on the CMS graduates website. So there's obviously the CMS main website, the CMS Law Now, which is a commercial one, and then there's CMS, which is the careers one. So each firm is looking for slightly different people, because otherwise, you know, all firms would be the same. So I think the first point to take away is that if you don't fit into firm one, you will definitely fit into kind of firm two or firm three sort of thing because they're all looking for different people. But coming back to CMS then, the type of candidate they're looking for is listed on their graduates website and they're focusing on six main qualities, which I'll go over briefly here, but then obviously you can go back and have a look at your own in your own time at the CMS website. So number one, CMS is really looking for personal effectiveness. So this is your general legal abilities. And if you're from a non-law background, your general business acumen and skills that you've gained from either law school or whatever your degree is. And then being able to put those transferable skills into practice. So that's, you know, having legal knowledge or business knowledge in general. But it's also being able to work effectively, efficiently, independently, because, you know, you're not, no one's going to handhold you your entire time that you're at CMS. And it's being highly analytical in the work that you're being given, because obviously we're lawyers, that's what we do. So that's all about sort of personal effectiveness. The second thing that CMS are looking for is professional communication. And obviously, like I said before, we work in quite big teams just because, you know, obviously the firm is quite big. So it's really important that you're able to communicate confidently with those around you. So that could be your peers, your supervisor, and even the client. So you need to make sure you're really clear, concise, and confident when you're speaking. So think about where you would have gotten skills from. Maybe you did a lot of mooting. Maybe you have positions of high responsibility where you have to use a lot of communication. So things like that. The third one that CMS is looking for is drive for achievement. In a nutshell, it's your kind of can-do attitude, wanting to succeed for yourself, but also for your team and for the firm. It's also a lot about resilience because not everything will be smooth when you're a lawyer and things go wrong all the time, more than people would like to admit, I guess. You know, it's just inevitable that you hit bumps in the road. There's some long hours involved. I, I think that's not a surprise in law in general. But I guess, you know, drive for achievement is still finding joy in the work that you're doing and striving for the best result and striving for the highest quality of work. But again, it's coming up with different solutions to handle the different problems and how to overcome your hurdles. So maybe you've hit bumps in the road in your work experiences, for example, coaching, or if you're, you know, president of the Newton Society or something like that. What kind of hurdles have you overcome and how can you apply that to CMS? So number four, it's leading self and others. So, you know, it's about being a good player, but also doing your own work effectively because there is a lot of collaboration at CMS, but you yourself must also work effectively, but also being able to kind of communicate, contribute and work collectively towards your common goal because otherwise, you know, you can't provide the best service for your clients. But also, I think this also involves if you are the leader of that team, for example, then they need to switch from having a collective role to a slightly more leadership 
unit rule and then how you can still keep your team together because teams fall apart and you know people fall out or somebody's not done something that you know it's stuff like that and I'm sure if you've worked in a team or any sort of group work you'll know the frustrations that can come with that so I guess it's also managing teams if you're the leader but then making sure that you yourself are effectively contributing to the team number five and it's really important CMS are looking for a future facing lawyer so you might have heard or if you've done research already you'll know that CMS is a very innovative and future facing firm so you know the modern law firms and for example we use a lot of tech in the firm AI and that sort of thing even like this sort of tech that we're using to go about our day global visions CMS really want people that can think ahead can plan for the unexpected and then solve problems in creative and innovative ways that other firms might not have so essentially it's thinking outside the box but also thinking ahead Yep, and then the very, very last one that CMS are looking for is relationship building and commercial awareness. I think this is a general one, and I think it's sometimes overlooked, but it's based about networking and building lasting relationships. Because I guess with so many firms out there for clients to choose from, you want to make sure that your clients are happy and always bringing their business back to CMS or whichever firm you're applying to. And so, you know, you're trying to keep everybody happy, but even on the smaller scale, you've got to have good relationships with your colleagues and that lending a helping hand where needed. So for example, when I was on the academy last year, I was doing quite a large piece of work and it was already like six or half six. And then one of the trainees said, oh, would you like me to split the work with you? That sort of thing. So it's helping others where needed. And then obviously they're returning the favor and things because we're all working towards the goal of giving the client the best service. But, you know, in general, CMS are wanting candidates that are commercially aware so that they can most effectively contribute to their departments, understanding the legal markets and sort of any niches or and, and sort of trends so that you can, you know, be a better team player. But I think, yeah, I think there's, these are the six main qualities that CMS are outlining on their website as what they want. But I don't think that means that you have to just stick to these six because I think a lot of people have a lot of other skills. You know, for example, I think my sort of selling point, if you, or, you know, selling point for the vacation scheme applications is that I had quite a wide variety of life experiences and work experiences. And I was able to draw the transferable skills from that and then apply those into the questions. So yeah, gaining um, quite a large CV and then extracting what you think is relevant. Because, you know, it doesn't have to be legal experience as well. Because a lot of people aren't able to get legal work experience for whatever reason, you know, sometimes it's just difficult to get personal circumstances. And so people ask me, you know, what should they do if they don't have legal work experience to extract these sort of skills to then put into the applications? And what I always say is, you know, any work experience is good work experience. You're wanting to focus on your, you know, transferable skills and to pop into your applications. Yeah, thank you for listing the different traits and experiences that, you know, CMS likes to look for. Hearing your explanation is probably quite useful uh, on top of the CMS website as well. And just to bring it back to you personally, I listed the experiences you've had with CMS at the start of this conversation. Uh, was there a particular experience that you had which made you, you know, realise you wanted to work for CMS? Or was it sort of a gradual process throughout the different schemes and opportunities you embarked on? I think it's a bit of both. I definitely think there was a, a sort of an immediate interest and attraction because I think that's why you would even apply to a firm in the first place. There's no point applying to a firm that you're feeling a bit uh, about because you're just kind of wasting your time. So there's definitely that sort of immediate interest. Oh, this is a firm that I think I would quite like to apply to. 
And for me, that came um, when meeting the firm at the law fair, you know, the grad team and the trainees I spoke to, they were, you know, incredibly open and friendly. And I think this is really a testament to the, again, the culture that I talked about at CMS. And then after this sort of initial interest, we do a lot of research. And then that's how I found my way into the brand ambassador role. And then during the brand ambassador role, I then got to know the firm more. I got to know the legal industry better. I got to know a lot more about corporate law and know a lot more about CMS. And then this confirmed to me that I really wanted a career at CMS. So then that's kind of the progressive part. But yeah, so I like the firm more and more as the role progressed and then into the academy. And then even when you're on the academy, though, you're still thinking, oh, whether you see yourself in this firm, so whether you click with the culture at the firm, for me, that was a, that was a yes. And then, you know, luckily I was offered a training contract at the end. So they must have liked me and thought that I also fit well into the firm. But what I always find, though, is that people always end up in the firms that are right for them. So if you don't fit into sort of firm X's culture, you'll fit into firm Y or Z just because you know firms are looking for a different kind of people. But yeah, it's definitely the initial interest of looking at which firm you want to apply to. A number of law firms run a brand ambassador or a brand representative and CMS is one of them. So could you delve into the role of a CMS brand ambassador and you know go into your experience in the role? Yeah, so it's like a one year role. It's probably not one year, it's probably like nine months if you look at the academic calendar. But there's a lot of benefits of being a brand ambassador for a CMS or any other firm. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's flexible and it's paid. So I guess it's a good thing. It means that you can do it alongside your studies you know you're not tied down you don't have to do things at set times or you know show up to work at certain times that sort of thing so the role involves a lot of promotion so you then become the first point of contact for students on campus to contact CMS so if they have any particular questions you're the one that they will come and ask but you know you're giving a lot of training before this so you know you'll be equipped to answer the questions but I think if you're an outgoing sort of social enthusiastic kind of person and you enjoy meeting new people virtually now then it's definitely a good role to go for you know you'll be in charge of promoting the event so again that's probably online this year but you know giveaways keeping people aware of any deadlines and CMS events are coming to campus so for example when I was the brand ambassador I was promoting the open days when the applications for academy were opening keeping people aware of oh look there's the employer presentation coming up this is who's on the panel you know get your questions ready that sort of thing so it's boosting the presence of CMS on campus but as for why I applied like I said there was the initial attraction to CMS and then when I found out that I was eligible to apply for the brand ambassador scheme I thought oh it's like a win-win you know you get to know CMS you get to know the legal industry better you're getting sort of the inside knowledge of the legal industry and seeing things from CMS's point of view you know on the other hand it's something to add to your CV so even if you don't end up at CMS it's a good experience to have because of the key skills so you know communication personal effectiveness drive being enthusiastic these are all things that you can highlight from this sort of experience so yeah I really enjoyed my time as a brand ambassador I would definitely um, recommend it to anyone and it also means you do a lot of networking so the training days are held at the CMS offices so you get to meet people as well so it's a really good way to kind of get your foot in the door at CMS especially with such a big firm but it's a good experience to have just in general as well. Fantastic thank you for coming on the show we covered you know many aspects of your CMS journey and some tips and tricks for different schemes and opportunities but if people want to find more about you or your blog where can they find you? Yeah so I'm very active on LinkedIn so to all our listeners you can find me at Amelia Ma. And if you haven't checked out my website already, so I'm running See Through Law. And that's one I set up last year after I got signed to my training contract. I blog and post about all of my tips and tricks for applying to um, the academy, but also vacation schemes in general. 
and there are blogs for all different stages of the applications, you know, the online testing, the video interview, and so on. So please do check that out. There's an email form on there that you can check out. And if there's any questions on there that I haven't blogged about, someone else will probably have the same question as you. So you can just send me an email or a message on LinkedIn and I'll try and blog about it. And that means kind of everyone can see my sort of answers and my insights. So yeah, please, you know, feel free to message me or email me on LinkedIn or through my website. And then, yeah, I'm happy to be in contact that way. But yeah, thanks for everyone for listening. Uh, hopefully they've got some, you know, even one good point out of this. And especially with all the applications that are opening now and it's good to get started early. And there's a lot of help out there. So do reach out to me if there's anything that I can help you with. Great. Well, thank you for joining us and hopefully I'll speak to you soon. Thank you so much, Rami. Thanks.